welcome to the Mighty Mothering Podcast. My name is Steph Cheek and you're listening to episode one. Oh gosh, it is so lovely to have you here um, and I'm super excited to be joined by the beautiful Emma Martin. Emma is a blogger and she's also a freelance writer who is mum to three busy kids and as she puts it herself, a slightly unhinged dachshund called Ernie. He is so cute though. Thank you so much. And I just can't wait to unpack it a little bit because you have the most beautiful way with words. Oh, that, um, you that's really, really kind. Do. Thank you so um, much. And I know that your entry really resonated with a lot of readers and the response has been really, really amazing. Um, so I guess first off the bat, what inspired you to write the piece? Well, I think really it was um, messages from other people and, um, you know, obviously there being a family element to my blog and my Instagram as well, you do kind of make those connections with other women um, through social media and through the blog too. And I think so many, so much of the kind of um, thought process that I've been receiving lately has all been based around parents who are potentially at the same stage of life as me and whose children are that little bit older now um and they're coming back to this kind of feeling of you know what what is there for me now so much of your life um as a mum and a dad is revolves around your kids and revolves around that kind of phase of life of raising them up and I think when you get to that stage where they're a little bit more independent Mm. then it's like what is there now you know and who who am I and and what is there for me and um I received a a message actually from a lady last night and it was in response Mm -hmm. to the journal entry um and she was you know telling me that she's a mum of two and a half year old twins and she um is a full-time teacher and um her husband works away from home three days a week and oh she my does, goodness she does like a 90 mile round trip to work as well every day and you know i was into her you are actually super mom like Absolutely. this is um but in that whole process and that busyness of juggling all yeah. of those things she has just lost you know she has nothing for herself anymore yeah. Yeah. And um, I think that really that really resonated with me. And there's so many other stories like that too, where we're trying to just do everything, and yeah. then it's like, what is there after that? Absolutely. Wow. So yeah, that was it. And also, I guess too, a little bit of that feeling in myself of feeling guilty for doing something for me too. And yep. Um, and I guess <laughs> you know there is a bit of that in us all as well. I think oh, isn't totally. there that we're like um you know, life should be all about our kids and that yeah. we've we've actually yeah. need to devote our time to them 100% and of course we still do that but it's more about finding those other elements in life too that inspire you and in creativity and, and all those other aspects that so that you can pass those on to your kids. Absolutely. So yeah, that's where it came from, I think. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> Um, well, let can we talk about maybe a few sort of standout moments sure, uh, yeah. from your essay mm-hmm. um, and chat about those a little bit. Um, towards the beginning, you, you used the phrase that life with kids is a life in service, and I love that. <laughs> I just thought that is it, you know, Isn't 100%. it just? I know. I think it's, um, well, I felt an, it, for me, obviously, having three in four years was oh, quite yeah. a, you know, it was quite a assault and all the Absolutely, I have just Phoebe and she's three and um, I just, I can't, I can't even imagine what that would be like. Yeah, you know, it is so. definitely, 
it, you know, it's a busy time. And I think actually as they get older, it gets even more busy. And we find now, you know, Andrew, my husband and myself are just constantly on the road. It's like, you know, our car is like, it may as well have a taxi sign above it. <laughs> and then um, you're, you're running here, there and everywhere. And when you're not taking them somewhere, you're preparing for them to yeah. go to that place. Yeah. So it's, you know, um, even, you know, buying new uniforms for different activities and all that Absolutely. kind of thing. So I do think to a certain extent you do, you know, your life is a service to your children. And I think yeah. that, I mean, it's, it's the way you would want it to be. You wouldn't want it to be any different. Mm -hmm. But um, there is there is definitely an element to it whereby it's like constant yeah. and there's no yeah. break from it. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so that's where that came from. Oh, I love that. That's really good. Um, I remember actually when I, when I first actually held Phoebe in my arms, it was just that moment of whether it's responsibility or you just you get that on you and you don't get totally. that yes. and um and you you just become devoted and oh absolutely. you just can't even think about what your life was like before that yes. um but you do have to kind of remind yourself that you are still you and totally and totally like everything important. your world does revolve around them and yeah. it I mean it always does and I think that's the sign of a caring devoted parent yeah. isn't it but yeah. um I think it's always coming back to this idea that you know you start with yourself and the things that you um that set you alight are actually passed on to your kids maybe without you even realizing you know it's yeah. a subconscious thing and we spend so much of our lives encouraging them mm -hmm. to you know do all these activities and you know to be this well-rounded yeah. character yeah. but are we really guarding yeah. those things in ourselves yeah. ourselves as well and um so yes that's yeah. so much of their learning comes from what they see oh it really does from us. of course you it know, does yes um, you can say all those things and encourage them and talk till you're blue in the face but really it's what you do um it's that example day, setting day, isn't it yeah totally. um okay next i have oh <laughs> this just particularly for me this really resonated actually um that motherhood is at first a violent changing of your whole life and perspective followed by a gentle settling in to the subtleties that come after yeah i nearly wept i think actually <laughs> i did weep because i've already mentioned that moment of getting baby in my arms and yes nothing was the same yes it just totally changes everything doesn't it and you know I think the word violent is often used as a as a negative thing, yeah. but I think you know it can be violently wonderful as well, yeah. and um, Absolutely. and it's it's more to express that change in your life that it's just it goes from being all about you, everything's mm -hmm. about you, and your husband or your partner or whatever, and mm -hmm. um, to being completely about them. And you know I was in Marks and Spencers at during the half term holidays with my three. Mm -hmm. kids and we were in for lunch in the cafe and there were two ladies sitting with newborn babies and um you know it was just interesting to observe being in that later phase of motherhood too you yeah. know they'd like these little newborns and they were having a chat and everything was about the babies yeah. so it was about you know how are they sleeping and how are they feeding <laughs> and the doctor's appointment they had to go Absolutely. to the following week and all the rest of it and it, but it was interesting coming from that later perspective mm -hmm. to look back on that and remembering mm -hmm. that so well yeah. and it being you know I remember being out for coffee with friends with babies and they had babies and we never finished a conversation no. you know you started something and then you got on to another <laughs> or 
the child ran, one child yeah. ran away, or there was <laughs> there was something happened. You had to go and change a nappy, and, yeah. um, and it, it everything just revolved around Absolutely. those children. And I think yeah. that is a massive, it is that massive change in your life, and it's it is shock. it is violent. It is, and it's not easy yeah. for some people to adjust to. Um, but gradually over time you do settle into this is just the way life is now and mm-hmm. and then it's all those little subtle changes that come after and yeah. um, and those learning moments as well I think yeah. as you go through raising up your children and my goodness I am no expert in it either but mm-hmm. and we're all on this journey where we're learning sort of day and daily but I do think that you almost become used to those little different phases of life yeah. as, you, as you go through them. And, it's very seasonal. Um, isn't it? Yeah, I agree, yeah. I think probably now I'm realising that more. Um, maybe with, you know, Phoebe getting to that transitional stage of nursery and, and yes. with having a career change, obviously, as Absolutely, well. Absolutely, yeah. makes you think about these things. But um, I just love that idea of that you, you do settle into your own rhythm. Mm-hmm. And it's your own rhythm, you yes. know. We just compare so much and especially now with so much social media um you know and you suddenly have this baby and you know you're you, you don't know how you're supposed to look after <laughs> exactly. them so then you look at how everybody else is doing it and what google says and what and you, you read know, all the books and, and the forums yes and, and actually you just you you will find your rhythm and it's about trusting your own motherly instinct and all that definitely and also not putting too much pressure on yourself oh, either definitely. you know and and knowing that it it will come with time and yeah. that's I think for me that was the difficult thing when I had my first baby and mm-hmm. um you know it was that I was the first of my friends to have a baby as well mm, so it was it was very much uncharted <laughs> territory yeah. for me you know I had no experience of it yeah. no nieces no nephews it was um literally this was brand new yeah and so it was like a complete culture shock yeah. it was just like what do I even do with this creature yep. <laughs> you know but you gra- you do you find your feet with it yeah. and then I we found by the time we had um our second and then consequently our third that it wasn't just as much of a shock to the yeah. system because yeah. you had almost adjusted to that new way of life and it, yeah. they just fit it into the picture then but <laughs> um but yes it is definitely a big change to begin with mm. well speaking about the kiddies um, can we just please talk? We cannot <laughs> talk about the moment where you um you talked about Eva and an experience that you had with her yeah. that was so seemingly insignificant at the time, and um and you used a phrase, um and you actually you repeated it, um which just made me cry a little more <laughs> then at the end, um the pride of a little child in in all that you are yeah um I mean just just beautiful and what a wonderful picture actually to have of just a different perspective of what you of what you see when you you look at your life and how you live it with your kids yes those little things are so important for them oh absolutely and I think sometimes we as adults focus on all the big things Mm -hmm. in life don't we and we're like more concerned about them being clothed and fed and Mm -hmm. you know um, educated well and all those huge big yeah. issues that you know that Which we take really care of but absolutely and in actual fact and and we put lots of pressure on ourselves for them to you know 
be in the best of everything and um oh, you absolutely. know whereas in actual fact it's those tiny moments mm-hmm. that are more significant to them yeah. and you know it's those little things that we often overlook in ourselves that they actually find yeah. and they point out and I think for me that was a really crucial moment in kind of my journey as a mum mm-hmm. that it was that creative side of me that I had neglected yeah. you know and I have always been quite a creative person mm-hmm. and um and it was such a simple little activity we were drawing little <laughs> pictures and I thought nothing of it and didn't even realize that she had actually put that into her school bag oh, until the teacher just, brought it oh, out oh that is so sweet and, um, so it was <laughs> you know it, it to, to me it meant nothing but yeah. to her it meant everything yeah. and I think that's the case with so many things isn't yeah. it um with children and it's about maybe recognizing those tiny moments that are so very significant to mm-hmm. them so um yeah that was <laughs> that was where that came from oh um let's talk a little bit then about um about us I guess as as mums and and this particularly resonated with a lot of of readers um about starting with yourself in order to be better for others and the importance of that yeah um, self-care is is a phrase that's really kind of big at the moment mm-hmm. um and I'm not sure it's it's maybe totally I guess how it's being sold sometimes mm-hmm. is is actually maybe quite ambiguous because what even is it what does it look like for you personally in yes. your own life yeah um but I mean how how has it um I guess worked its way out for you in your own yeah. kind of motherhood journey I think um maybe when we hear the phrase self-care people assume it's like you know things like I guess superficial things yeah, like yeah. having a bath or ha- booking yourself a massage or yeah, getting yeah. your nails done or all that kind of thing you know those kind of things that are um taking time away from mm-hmm, your children mm-hmm. but the whole idea of being self-centered as in not not in the hyphenated mm-hmm. form um, <laughs> is, for me is about working it's about nurturing the things in you that you would want to then encourage in your Absolutely. kids and for me that's very much the create the creative side yeah. and for some people are so creative too oh they are they are and I mean well everybody's children have different talents yeah. in the same way that they do also I think but um for me I mean I was never a sporty mm-hmm. child still absolutely hate exercise <laughs> it's not it's just not my thing so I am not one to encourage yeah. them in that aspect of their lives yeah. but I think in terms of writing and mm-hmm. drawing mm-hmm. and um do you know even in little things like dance my girls both dance absolutely. and um and things like that Noah plays the guitar and yeah, you know, yeah. I'm not musical either but I think to inspire that creativity in my kids, I need to first start with myself yeah. and nurture that yeah. in me. And if they don't see me doing that, well Absolutely. then what's, what's to encourage them to do it also? Yeah. So um, so self-care and um, being self-centered mm-hmm. for me is all about working on those little aspects and then with okay. the hope that that will then encourage them to do them also. And um, I think lately I've become very aware that that actually there's an importance in that and that that's not being self-centered with a hyphen and mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that it's yeah. not you know it's not being selfish yeah. to do you that you've no need to be guilty about it so and there shouldn't be any guilt associated no. with it and I think as mums and dads sometimes we can feel that you know yeah. if you um love going to the gym and yeah. you're taking an hour a day or three times a week or whatever to go and do that mm-hmm. sometimes there can be a certain amount of guilt associated with that 
Um, but in actual fact, if that's inspiring your child to healthier lifestyle yeah. or to want to totally. be active like that, well then that's actually an amazing thing yeah. that you're doing, and yeah. that's that's actually brilliant for them also. Yeah. So. Um, it's just that change of attitude. I think it that it's really important yeah, to get into our head. Really, like it's just a, a mindset that we have. Absolutely, you know, especially with that whole idea of mum guilt that you mm-hmm. just feel, whether it's working, whether it's as you say going to the gym, or um, it is just rewiring your your brain Absolutely. to have that that other perspective, that longer term perspective that okay. actually what they're gaining from you doing X, Y, and Z is actually of real benefit to them in the long term. That's so, it, totally, yes. Um, fabulous. Um, okay, um, we talked actually a little bit there about, you know, yes, it is actually about the future. And I love the phrase that you use there, that it's actually foundations for all that comes after for our children. And, uh, yes. It is about having that, that longer term. Totally, and vision. I think even in, in terms of, um, you know, I think I referred to this in the journal, but in terms of the way we think about and speak about ourselves mm-hmm. as well, and if you are constantly... Um, vocalizing that oh I don't have time to do oh, this absolutely. or um, I wish I could do that but I don't have time to mm-hmm. do that your children are picking up on that too yeah. and there then there's there's something going in there that they don't feel that that's a valid thing to yeah. spend time on yeah. and I think that for me has been a real eye-opener too yeah. you know and I want it's a scary thought absolutely actually. I want them also always to know that there's something aside from the things that they have to do you know we've yeah. all got the things in life that we have to do yeah. working yeah. um the day and daily but there's the things that we want to do also and I think I want them always to know that there's space for the things that yeah. they want to do and so th- therefore I have to model that in how yeah. I behave also so Absolutely. um there is there's a responsibility to totally. do that I think isn't there yeah so good guys give yourself permission <laughs> you it's know giving yourself to, permission that's what it is exactly things, so nurture those exactly those um really important things Okay, um, last quote from the essay before we, we do some general sort of questions. Um, oh, just love this one too. I, I just, I could literally <laughs> talk about the whole essay. Um, oh, I really I, had to try and pick out a few kind of key things for me. But um, this last one, self-centred motherhood is a graceful focus on leading by example. And we've talked a little bit about this already. Um, it's, it's such a huge responsibility. Absolutely, yeah. And I think, do you know, the very essence of that word grace is about um, giving up of yourself for other people. And I think that's, you know, the exact opposite of what being self-centered is, you know, about being being selfish is. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's actually, you know, a focus on other people. So it's starting with yourself in order to be better for Mm -hmm. other people. Mm -hmm. And um, I think as a mum, that's what I'm learning is is crucially important that actually... I have to, it has to begin with me because our kids in their setting, I mean, obviously when they go out into the world and they're at school and they're subject to all these outside Mm. influences, that's a different matter. (laughs) But life begins in the family setting. And I think we have to model the, you know, the behaviours that we want them to have in the future have to come from the home. And, um, well, certainly that's my attitude and my opinion on it anyway, but, um, so therefore I have to show them what I you know what I do and then hope that they'll take that on board and I mean who's to say they will (laughs) because you just never know but um it's it's the intention to start that way anyway yeah and you really have such a short time to do that really you know when you think of well I know you can testify to this because yours are older Mm -hmm. and uh, you know I only have three years with Phoebe to go by and that time has 
flown and it scares me that actually it will literally be no time before she is out and spending more of her time outside of the house than I know than at home and, and you feel like you just you want to do the best that you can in the time oh, that you have definitely I um, know it almost feels like a race against time I think at some point because yeah. you know the years fly in so quickly and um, I'm now at the stage where we've moved on to the next stage now where obviously you visit a secondary school mm-hmm. and it's that's a whole other <laughs> realm I know we're going to get to that in a minute but that, <laughs> that's a whole other realm of parenting that I am really still not oh, prepared for I'm slightly but terrified <laughs> having taught that age group well yes um, I know I know you, you, you see and hear too much actually exactly <laughs> oh definitely but um yeah so school brings with it new challenges yeah but um you sort of <laughs> in those formative years you sort of hope that you get the <laughs> you get as much yeah. kind of good stuff in yeah, as possible so's, yeah those <laughs> foundations isn't it definitely um, okay so yeah this leads nicely into my next sort of question yes. for you which is that you did mention in your journal about um moving into a new chapter of life now that your kids are that little bit older um have you experienced any standout highs or lows in this current season of motherhood um, well, I what I was going to say was actually it's both a high and a low mm-hmm. and it's um, the, the kind of conversations and the chats that we're having now as they get that little bit older and um, and mature, I guess, a little bit more. And, uh, you know, it's a high in the sense that there's definitely that closeness to them that yeah. has developed, you know, particularly like we're realising with Eva now in this Aww. new phase and as she oh, gets that little bit older and you sort of feel there's like a real obviously I'm her mother but Mm -hmm. there's a real friendship as well there and um yeah that just that real closeness it's a different level of closeness I think but equally it's a low because there's a huge responsibility Mm -hmm. to answer the things that they have to ask you in the right way (laughs) and there are so many difficult issues that we're dealing with now and um challenging things Mm -hmm. and you know she's learning about her body and she's learning about mm-hmm. friendships and how to deal with conflict and um you know all those little traditions that she took for granted as a small child yeah. are now maybe being called into question so it is definitely a, a period of change and adjustment and as a parent that's quite difficult mm-hmm. also because you feel that you've in some ways you feel you've become a little bit complacent I think through mm-hmm. maybe each phase of life so you have that sort of small yeah. phase of life and you get on top of it and then they, move, they go to school and <laughs> yep. it's a new thing and then you kind of get on top of that and then they move into this new phase of life the, the teenage years oh. and the teenage years and um that's uncharted territory for yeah. for us also so um we're learning too you know, absolutely um, things are very different oh, absolutely. now for them than when we were at school and they are um, yeah it, it's um it's a very scary prospect yes for for me it is so You're definitely the, the conversation the conversations that you get to have but it's definitely there's a there's a high element to it yeah. there's a low element to I it and imagine. um it uh, yeah it's learning it's learning <laughs> motherhood is learning isn't it oh a single day oh it is i know it never <laughs> it stops is. it never stops um okay um mm, this is a hard one um <laughs> Describe motherhood for you in three words, if you can, and 
tell us why. <laughs> okay, the first one that I had um, scribbled down in my notes was um, consuming. And mm. I think, um, you know, given what we've chatted yes. about right at the beginning, Absolutely. that sort of self-explanatory, mm-hmm. I mean, it is completely consuming. And I don't think that ever changes, even yeah. when your children are 40 and 50. I mean, there's yeah. always a worry um, mm-hmm. associated with it. I mean, my, my own mum, actually, when she read your piece, she messaged me and said about, um, especially that bit where you said about going upstairs down, yes. downstairs up, and she said even now, you know, and like I'm nearly thirty and have been married for seven years, you yes. know, she still, she still has those feelings and those those memories, and she still would have that idea of that motherhood still consumes her because she worries and she never stops worrying about about me and my sister, and um, it's it's scary but it's also lovely yes I know it's consuming in the best way imaginable yes but and you would never want it any other way but it definitely is um it takes up your whole your whole life and Mm -hmm. your whole thought process and everything but you never stop um, being a mum you never stop being a mum no it's definitely um a hundred percent of your time Mm -hmm. (laughs) and secondly though I'd said about it being defining and about Mm. how I feel that as a person it really defined me mm-hmm. and you know in a good way though yeah. um yep. that I actually developed so much more confidence when I became a mum yeah and I felt it was a, a like a real purpose mm. that it kind of gave me and I know I find this with so many people you know would say the same thing that actually to they have they now have the confidence to maybe go to mum and baby group yeah. or um it's almost like you've got this little thing that like inspires <laughs> yeah. this like it's like a little protective shield around you if you have the baby with you you know <laughs> and I feel that that was very much the case for me and it mm-hmm. gave me that confidence to speak to other people so much more readily yeah. and that I didn't have beforehand so it definitely defined me in a lot of good ways mm-hmm. um but. I also find it defined me in, in maybe in some slightly negative ways for yeah. myself as well, in yeah. the sense that I felt that that's all I was anymore mm-hmm. and for a long time. Yeah. And um, it's only now, really, in this last five or six years that I'm realising that there's, you know, there's a, there's other facets to yeah. me also yeah. that I need to keep reintroduce. <laughs> so, yeah, defining. And then, um, this is two words. Oh, I've, I've okay. <laughs> Naughty, I naughty. know, I know. <laughs> but um, the third thing then was that it's a journey and yeah. um, what you were telling about there and that you're constantly evolving and mm-hmm. learning every day and I don't think any of us will ever 100% have it cracked. Nope. <laughs> um, but it's it's all part and parcel of the process, yeah, isn't it? Totally so, is. um, so yeah, a journey. Oh, <laughs> Thank you so much. Okay, if we have any new mummies or uh, mums-to-be mm-hmm. listening, could you offer... Um, one piece of advice for them. Um, well, I think it's maybe a bit cliched, but I was going to say just to be very gentle with yourself. Yeah. And um, something I read a while back and that really sort of s- stuck with me was that you should, must always treat yourself as you would wa- want yeah. to treat others. Yeah. And um, it's very easy, you know, if you're having a conversation with someone and they're saying, oh, I'm having a hard day mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm really not doing this right. And you would be the first person to say, don't be silly. Yeah. You are. You yeah. are doing this right. <laughs> but whenever you, yourself. you yourself are thinking that, why are we not telling yeah. ourselves those things also? Yeah. Um, and that, I think, is, is it was a crucial turning point for me and how I thought about things, Absolutely. you know, that you actually are enough as a yeah. person and um, you're enough as a mother for your own child and yeah. um and don't compare 
your mm-hmm. journey and your story mm-hmm. with someone else's it's either. So important. So yeah, just be gentle with yourself. I think oh, is the main thing. Yeah, definitely. Um. Okay. For you personally. <laughs> okay. What is the best thing about being a mum? I think um for me now and in, in especially in these slightly later years, it's watching my children grow and develop mm-hmm. and you put so much effort and time and energy into those younger years and in some ways it's all about just getting through, I think, yeah. <laughs> you know. Whereas now I'm sort of realising on the other end that they have these little talents and gifts that mm-hmm. are flourishing mm-hmm. and it's it is probably because of that work that foundation work that we put in initially but um even the other day on Tuesday afternoon it was my girls had their ballet watching day like Mm -hmm. their little recital and you know going to watch well it was amazing watching Annie but whenever I saw Eva and she's been at ballet now for like 10 years and um I don't always get to go and see her yeah. little lessons and when I was watching her I was just like oh my goodness this girl can dance oh. you know, she can actually do this wow. and all that time and energy mm-hmm. and running her to lessons mm-hmm. and all the money that's been invested in it I don't think you realize until you actually maybe go to see something like that and you yeah. go oh my goodness yeah that has been so worth it yeah. and she loves it and it oh. just you know it just her little face lights up when oh. she's doing it and so for me, it's that developing and growing and mm-hmm. um, and all the little facets of their character and, Absolutely. you know, when they go out somewhere and they're given something and they, like, thank the person for it or they seem so grateful yeah. and things like that. And I think, we've done this all yeah. right, you know? Like, there's so many times you think you haven't, Absolutely. but then there's those little moments when you think, yeah. no, we've Actually, done that right. Yeah. yeah. We haven't done so bad. I boasted about that just a few days ago because I had Phoebe's first ever parent-teacher yeah. interview. Now, it was for her playgroup, so it wasn't really properly official, but oh, there it wasn't, is. It it was official. a report. Of course it is, um, yeah. I, I just, I, I literally sat completely in awe in the chair because I just suddenly realised, you know, how, how have we got here? You know, you're talking about her being able to do all these things and, and behave in a certain manner, and and she's doing it. I and, know. And, and that's because, but that's because of you and then you think you know actually I, I think I even wrote that that actually yeah I'm doing okay we're doing okay we're doing fine I know but you're it doing a, fine you're doing you're fine, doing fine. <laughs> it takes those little moments of, of clarity for yeah, you to, totally. for it to all the click into place yeah. and you to realise that because I think sometimes we're so bogged down in all the things we have to do and yeah, getting so through the day and too. yes and getting through the week that actually you're not it's not clear in your head that that's what you're doing yeah. but yeah. we are actually doing it yeah okay um have you any favorite family traditions we see lots of pancake making and baking <laughs> going on um on insta stories but have you anything that you you just you really love and you really cherish um i think for us we always have dinner together every mm-hmm. night and mm-hmm. i know in this kind of crazy world of kids running here there and everywhere that's really really it can be difficult to actually manage that but it's something that we have always done since our kids have been small it's not possible for every family but it just has been something quite sacred for ours and it's where all our best conversations happen and I find sometimes when the kids get out of school you sort of say oh how was your day oh it was good and that's about (laughs) all you get you get no more information (laughs) but gradually as they kind of chill out and relax and then by the time it gets to tea time that's when we hear yeah. everything yeah. and honestly the conversations we have are I wish they could be recorded on this <laughs> podcast some of the things 
the other evening we were talking about marriage vows. Oh, and, wow. Um, it was, yeah. So we were chatting away and, and we were saying about for richer or for poorer. Mm-hmm. And Annie piped up, Mrs. Totten's husband's called Richard. <laughs> so she thought it was for Richard oh. or for poorer. And um, honestly, it was just, it really tickled oh. me. It was so, it was such a funny little yeah. moment. You know, but the, there are so many things just that um, come up in conversation around the yeah. dinner table. And I think that for us is very much a family tradition yeah. and it's something that we'll try and hold on to as long as we can oh, until so they're awesome. 18 and they don't want yep. dinner <laughs> or they don't want to be eating with you at <laughs> half five or whatever but um yeah no, that's oh, very that's precious nice. definitely okay let's go in a different direction a little okay, bit um you um, are very passionate about travel yeah um and you you do a lot of traveling both with kids and without um Tell us a little bit about that. Um, maybe we'll start with kids. Yeah, um, sure. And and just tell us. Um, um well, yeah, we've I think we've really seen the benefit in the past few years, and it's really only been since our kids have been that little bit older too, where it's yeah. been more manageable to yeah. go. And I, I, like so many families travel with little kids, and yeah. I think that's amazing, and definitely you should do it if you can. Yeah. Um, for us, it was. With having three so close together, there were the challenges. It's just all the stuff, isn't Absolutely. it? There's just so much stuff. You wouldn't even have hands to carry all the this stuff is it. that this you is need. It. Exactly. So um, we kind of stuck to sort of similar holidays every year until they were that little bit older. But this last few years, we've taken to going a little bit further mm-hmm. afield. Um, you visited some beautiful places. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, it, I think for me, it's the photography is a real, obviously a real yeah. passion. And my favourite thing is to take photos of my people in beautiful mm-hmm, places. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's only your it's only been Europe thus far, but we would love to do a longer haul mm-hmm. trip in the next yeah. lot of years. Oh, um, maybe to Australia or the Far East or somewhere that, that they before they get to the stage where they don't want to come yeah. with us anymore. <laughs> but um, it for us we've noticed such a benefit in them in terms of how they see things you know that how they view cultures mm-hmm. and traditions and all that kind of thing and we don't stay we we always st- rent places we don't mm-hmm. stay in hotels or resorts or anything like that we always stay off the beaten track mm-hmm. and we made an oh, we, we made an intentional decision to do that because yeah. we thought that this it's more about living in a place absolutely and um seeing it from a different perspective and mm-hmm. you know we've had such experiences that maybe haven't been that comfortable at the time but looking back on them now we talk we talk about them yeah. and we laugh about them yeah. and um, we've had some nice public transport experiences <laughs> in different places as well but um, and at the time you've maybe felt oh my goodness yeah. this is I shouldn't be here with yeah. the child but later on whenever you chat about it you yeah. know they have actually learned something through that yeah. process and um, so I think it mm-hmm. has been very eye-opening for them mm-hmm. and I think it's also been brilliant for their own development as well Absolutely. And, um, and I would thoroughly encourage it if, mm-hmm. if you can manage mm-hmm. it you know as soon as possible with kids <laughs> what about without the kiddies then oh, this I is know. a controversial one it for is. a lot of people I it guess. is and do you know for us well I find now as our kids have got easier to bring places and yeah. also they've got more fun mm-hmm. in terms of you know we have good great conversation with yeah. them they stay up later so yeah. it's not like you're tied to get being back for a bedtime or anything that actually we we feel more inclined to go places with them mm-hmm. as opposed to without. But mm-hmm. equally, it's so important, I think, to spend time together yeah. as a couple too. Yeah. And um, Andrew, my husband and I were in Paris in January and mm-hmm. just for a weekend. But it was such a, a 
precious two days together and I think you know it's important to foster those conversations and um, that are aside from the kids yeah. and no, I totally agree. You, do you know what I mean and remember that there was uh you and yeah. him before there was a them yeah. Yeah. and um that for us has been really important and it's particularly for me Andrew would be he would go in and instant without them but I find it really hard to leave them oh, yeah, and it's a thing, it, is. Well, it is I think they're just like it's always more fun if they're there and he's like thanks very much Emma <laughs> but um yes yeah, so yeah we're I am I'm trying hard now mm-hmm. to, to detach a little yeah. bit from it but I still enjoy the holidays mm. we have together the best <laughs> Okay, um, next up then is um, a little bit about sort of blogging and career. Yeah. Um, you mentioned something in your piece um, which again has resonated with so many of the readers. Um, you use the phrase, a generation of women who are trying to keep all the balls in the air. So have you any advice or how do you balance it all, motherhood and career or blogging or yeah, I think things. for me it, it is slightly easier now that my children are at school yeah. and I've got that period of time in the day yeah. to set aside and it's really only now that they are that I feel that maybe I've got a better balance yeah. to it all. Yeah. But in saying that, you know, there are obviously still times, school holidays and all the rest of it mm-hmm. whenever they are at home and yeah. Yeah. I, you know, if I do get particularly busy then I do feel that split. Um, but it's very different to when I was teaching and yeah. there was no flexibility whatsoever in Absolutely. that, you know, so whilst you had the brilliant school holidays, whenever you were in term time, yeah. if one of the kids were sick and yeah. couldn't go to nursery, yeah. I was at a complete loss as Absolutely. to what to do. So I am really fortunate that I have that flexibility and I'm so yeah. thankful that I do. And I appreciate the efforts of some of women who are in full-time careers and Absolutely. who are trying to keep Absolutely. all those balls so much it is so difficult and you are pulled in all directions yeah. and I always described it whenever I was at work as feeling like you were you, you know you had your feet on two stills and yeah. both were very wobbly and you were never really doing anything right no. you know you, you couldn't focus 100% on your job yeah. you couldn't focus 100% on yeah. your kids and it is that real conflict within you I think feel like somebody or something is losing out absolutely and that's there's a real tension yes 100% and there's a guilt in yourself as well that you know if you're that sort of perfectionist as I am there's always this guilt that you're Mm -hmm. not devoting your whole self to either of those things and it like it's inc- it's incredibly yeah. stressful and and such it's a pressure task, really you know it yeah. is it is so I think you know people women are to be massively admired yeah. for for trying to do it all and Absolutely. I think it's so much of it, it it is a generational thing I think yeah. we're living in this yeah. generation now where there's almost an expectation that you yeah. will do it yeah. and it's unrealistic it is it is <laughs> and it's it's a pressure that we put on ourselves also yeah. so. Um, finding the, I'm not sure that there's any right answer to mm-hmm. finding the balance, but um, I think for the mo- I I'm very thankful that for the most part I think I'm doing okay at it for now. Mm-hmm. So, um, but equally have those moments too where it's all it all goes to pot. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all we well, all have yeah. those moments, don't we? Just definitely. Okay, if you could tell your teenage self one thing, um, what would it be? This is really sort of relevant for me at the moment, actually, because um, obviously with Eva coming into this space of life, we're having lots of these chats at the moment, and 
Um, actually, we were talking about this just yesterday, and um, I was showing her the questions for the podcast actually, and she was like, oh, "What? Are you, what are you going to answer for that one?" And then it, it ended up that we ended up having a whole oh, chat about it, which amazing. was lovely. That so was it, actually, it actually was really lovely. But um, I think the main thing would be le- be less passionate about fitting in. Oh, and yeah. I went through my whole school <laughs> life trying to be, yeah. you know, the in the in crowd. Wasn't yeah. there always an in oh, crowd? Yeah. I never really quite was because yeah. I wasn't sporty, <laughs> I wasn't musical, you know. I was this wee geek who liked to sit and read her books and um that was just the way I was and that's not cool when you're at school. So um but I think, you know, looking back now, I wish I'd had more confidence in myself and just that you know, this is who I am mm-hmm. and you realise it sometimes only when you leave school yeah. that actually you are such you have such worthy aspects to your character yeah. that, and that being sporty and yeah. being in the in crowd is not the be all and end no. all to life yeah. and um so yeah so I'm having these chats now with my own daughter who yeah. is nearing that cool. stage and thankfully she does she is quietly confident in herself yeah. I think and hopefully won't have too much of mm-hmm. an issue with that and is surrounded by brilliant friends so and I think that means such a lot oh, that's also. huge that is huge but yeah the, um it's definitely something that's very relevant to me at the moment mm-hmm. <laughs> okay um just going to finish with a few kind of wee simple okay. kind of personal things um could you tell the listeners your favorite book or even recommend a book okay um i have such a special love for books mm-hmm. that i taught and i'm sure you were the same yep. Steph. um and i think it's because they're they're quite nostalgic for me about yeah. a, a period in life mm-hmm. um when i was so pa- passionate well. about literature yeah <laughs> so i mean they're it's maybe a bit cliched and maybe a bit obvious for an english teacher but i love um to kill a mockingbird yeah. um i taught that i love John Steinbeck's of Mice and Men. Oh. It was a, a special, a special time oh. teaching that one. Um, I also love a book um called The Five People You Meet in Heaven by Mitch mm-hmm. Albom. I don't know whether you've read that no, one. I um, it's really well worth the read. Also, um, yeah. I really love it. And he also wrote another one called Cheese Days with Maury, which is mm-hmm. um brilliant also. Um, so yeah, that those are my book book selections. <laughs> well, what about film? Have, is there a standout one for you or something that you've seen recently? Uh, Andrew and I were chatting about this last night because his idea of a good film and mine are very, <laughs> very different. different. <laughs> um, but I love one we have in common that we both really loved was um, The Shawshank Redemption and oh, I think it's still wow. one of my favourites. Yeah. Mostly because of the narration in it and I mm. love, I mean I love Morgan Freeman anyway but I just love the words in it. For me everything always comes back to language and yeah. Um, I just love, there's a beautiful quote about a caged bird in it, which I just absolutely adore and, um, you know, about letting go. And mm-hmm. I think it's just so, re- applies to so many aspects of life. And um, for me, it's things, moments like that in films that are always the most touching and yeah. that's what stays with me. Yeah. So that, that is my favourite. Oh, fabulous. Um, okay, food. Um, what would be your favourite food? Ooh, um, I love anything homemade, so yeah. I like a good, good fresh cooking and um, preferably Italian if I can have oh. it, that's my favourite. So um, we make this thing with aubergines and like tomatoes and it's really tasty oh, and with yeah. like crusty bread, that's like my oh, favourite yes. type of food. <laughs> that sounds yeah. good, that sounds good. <laughs> um, what about a way to relax? What's your favourite way? Um, probably reading. Chilled. Probably reading. So if I can get in the bath and light a candle and get a good book, yeah. that's like my favourite thing. Yeah. I just love that. Oh, yeah. I know. I, I, that's something that I need to carve more time for yes. is, is reading. And I don't invest enough 
time for that. So I know, I know. It's difficult to do. Mm-hmm. It really is, it really is. Um, especially for, for mums. But um, no, love that. And last thing then is your favourite thing to do with your family. Um, just being outdoors, I think. Mm-hmm. Like we're very I wouldn't we're not outdoorsy in the sense that we're not mountain bikers or <laughs> hill climbers or anything, but <laughs> too strenuous. No, nothing too strenuous. <laughs> but just a simple walk. Yeah. Um being out and we love like particularly love forests and yeah. rivers and things like that. So mm-hmm. if we can get to a nice forest park and have a walk with Ernie and that's Absolutely. um I'm not sure Ernie's gonna be going up the mountains anytime. No, soon. <laughs> well I don't know, I don't know. I think he'd be up for it. Would he? Yeah, might have to carry him back down, but he might be get up. <laughs> okay last question um and uh, hopefully one that that will be good for for any listeners who maybe don't um don't know you and would like to get to know you a wee bit more and um, where can people find you on social media okay so um on instagram and twitter i am little wood life mm-hmm. and then my blog is ambalanash.com and i'm ambalanash on facebook as well so um lots of different channels and um i'm on most of those things most days also yeah. so um there's lots more stuff over there brilliant thank you so much we've come to the end of our podcast oh my goodness. i just feel a sigh of relief i know because... i know i'm sorry i relaxed about 10 minutes into it there and i'm like we could talk forever i now. know i know um no just honestly i i can't thank you enough um oh, and you. i'm so honored and privileged to have have done this first Aww, one with you I know. thank um, you I feel honoured to be so the first lovely. person I know I know um, hopefully not the last oh there you no. go you've heard it here first definitely <laughs> not definitely <laughs> not you're a natural Steph you're natural um so thank you again Emma and yeah we'll just say bye bye, bye. bye. thank you so much <laughs>